Hey, this is TV personality Eric Bowling with NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre. Get out. The NFL Hall of Famer Brett Favre? Yeah, it depends on if you want money or not if, or if I owe you. Well, okay. I'll, I'll take it. We're coming together for a new weekly podcast called Bowling with Favre from sports to politics to finance, culture. Nothing is off limits. Sounds like a little bit of everything. Subscribe now on the Podcast One app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, LiveByLive.com, and everywhere you get your favorite podcast. See you then. Ghost in the Night with Phil Sams. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Ghost in the Night on Hauntings and Paranormal Podcast. We're doing episode 79, the live stream, on a Wednesday. It's supposed to be on a Tuesday, but last night we had some technical difficulties and couldn't get it done. Webcam, webcam on Facebook just did not want to work with me. So, we're here on Wednesday. Now, I wanted to talk about urban legends. And now, I live in Ohio, as most of you know, and we have an interesting urban legend just right down the street from where I live. And that is Screaming Bridge. Now, Screaming Bridge is probably one of the most common urban legends out there. Seems like every state has some sort of legend that something bad has happened on a bridge. You hear voices, you hear screaming, hence the name Screaming Bridge. And that is what I want to talk about because we have one here. It's only two miles down the street. I've had a personal experience at this personal or at this bridge, and I just want to know. I have my opinions on whether or not it is actually haunted. Is the paranormal activity there rampant? There's legends that go along with the bridge that kind of talk about why there are actually people experiencing things there. But tonight, I brought on Frankie from the Cincinnati Ghost, Ghost Chasers, who has been on the podcast many times. We have investigated together. We both are, he is the founder of the Cincinnati Ghost Chasers, which I am a member of. And he has had an abundance of experiences there. He has investigated many times, and he has some really interesting insight on this spooky, spooky place. And he knows much more about it than I do. And I wanted to bring him on. So, how are you doing today, Frankie? I'm doing really good. How are you? Oh, I'm just lovely. I'm just glad we're getting this thing working. Last night was a little frustrating. Me and you talked for an hour. We were supposed to start at 10 while I was trying to get this thing up and running. And we just finally, about 11 o'clock, said, screw it, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, but we're working now, and that's all that's important. Now, you have had um, a lot of experiences at Screaming Bridge. You've investigated it several times. And before we get into that, get into your expertise in the topic i'll kind of share what i a little bit of the history or my knowledge of the history what was told to me since i grew up in this area and i did have an experience there and i'll kind of share that with the listeners and the watchers and uh we will then i'll let you dive into it because i'm i'm kind of mixed when it comes to whether this is an urban legend just because of the mere fact of some of the things that are told about this particular bridge are so similar, if not exactly the same, as all the other places. I mean, I'm sure every country has a bridge like this, and I know there are multiple states with uh, a screaming bridge, and even I think there's another one in Ohio somewhere up north. But the, the legend of this bridge is, and this is why I say it's an urban legend, because this is a very popular one that, with multiple bridges is the story goes that you or somebody, a man and a woman were driving. The car broke down on this bridge. Now there's two parts or there's two different versions of the story. The first one is they got in a fight. He killed her. The second one, which is a little bit more interesting to me because of my experience on that bridge at one point was the car broke down. They, separated he went to get help now this bridge just for people who aren't aware of this bridge it's in liberty township ohio it's a it was a farming community especially when i had uh, my experience there there wasn't a lot of houses a lot of farms there so there wasn't much traffic you could go you know all night and not see a car 
but he went to get uh, help, essentially, and left his partner, wife, or girlfriend, I don't know which one it was, left her there. And when he returned, she was hanging from the bridge. I mean, there's a lot of holes in this story, but it, that is probably the most popular theory or po popular story out there, and it's on many different bridges. Now, so when I was growing up, when I was in high school, which is in the late 80s, early 90s, the story was if, you know, it was kind of like a dare, you go to the bridge, turn your car off, and it would not start while you, while you were on the bridge. So naturally, me being 17, 18 years old, I'm, you know, kind of full of myself, thought I was untouchable, like we all do at that age. Me and some friends, we did it one night. We're in my car. We stopped on the bridge, which at that time, and I'll kind of go into this a little later, the bridge no longer is there. It's a new bridge. They tore the old bridge down and put a new, nicer one up because the old bridge, just the way it appeared, it was a creaky old bridge. It was just scary to go over, take out the paranormal. But we stopped on the bridge to get back to the story, turned the car off, <coughs> excuse me, and went to turn it back on, dead on the door now, would not start. So there's three or four of us in the car at the time. We kind of immediately started, you know, going, oh, shit, uh-oh. We got out, pushed the car off the bridge, because it's not a very long bridge. It's only, it, what, probably 50 feet, and that covers, goes over a railroad track. Pushed it off the bridge, started, and the car fired right up. Now, we were naturally freaked out because, you know, of the legend that we heard or was t told to us by other kids and other people in the community, and it happened to us. So was that paranormal or was that just my shitty car? Now, I will say this. I never had that problem before, but it's it very well could just be a mechanical issue. I'm not saying it was 100% paranormal. It might have been a coincidence of that a really interesting coincidence. I mean, dead nuts on. So I tend to lean to, okay, maybe there is something to this. And there are other legends that go along with this um, bridge of why there's so much activity there. Now, <clears throat> told to me through, you know, gossip, we all, there was, people always said there was a lot of, or possible, I should say, satanic worship on that, on that road. There's, at that time, I think there's only two or three houses right in that general part of the, that road. Um, and one of them was reported to be the home of some practicing Satanists, which would explain, you know, some of the activity there, or some of the issues. Now, people have seen lights naturally, like train lights and the herds, other, you know, screaming naturally for the screaming bridge. I'm not sure. I think I heard read something about a baby crying. You can hear a baby crying. Um, but those are the th stories that go along with this bridge. And could it actually be a portal because of some of the black magic or the occult type stuff that was actually being performed in and around that general area? What do you think, Frankie? Well, um, I have to agree with you on the... Uh the car not starting on top of the bridge. However, however, you know how I am. Yeah. Um, there are also, and this may come to some kind of weird play, there are high tension lines right above the bridge. Yes, that Maybe that might have something to do with the car not starting. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this or, was, I mean, not to interrupt, but this was like, let's, a 19... What eighty something mid early eighties yeah. Plymouth Horizon, so it wasn't a lot of uh, electrical shit going on in that car, you know, and it wasn't a great car by any stretch of the imagination, but it was just kind of weird. Um, I've had it happen to me before, and in, in, uh, in an older car, it was a '68 Chevy Nova. It would not start, but it started before fine, and it's you know. Maybe the area, maybe the bridge. Right. I can't really tell you. I, I like I'm, I'm like you. I can't be a hundred percent for sure. Yeah, but I, like you said, the power lines. There are a lot of power lines that go right over that general area. Right. I, they, I know they've moved them since then. And I did drive down this, went over the new bridge a week or two ago just to kind of uh, refresh myself because I don't go by it. Like I said, it's only about two miles down the road. 
and I am on that road all the time, just on that, not on that portion of the road. So mm -hmm. I drove by, and they're, you know, they're doing a lot of power work, line work here and around this area anyway, but there is something to, you know, the power lines with, you know, pumping out EMF, and we all know that can affect us in many different ways, and it can affect equipment, it can affect cars, so you are absolutely correct on that. Well, yeah, I, I did, of course, take a, a, a gas meter out there, and it's completely redlined. If if you're anywhere close to the bridge, and you know, back in those days when the bridge was old, um, you know, it might be different now, but, you know, you wouldn't even have to hold it, you know, anything above your head. It would just completely redline. Right. And so that's how high the EMFs were. And plus, um, even the railroad track itself throws off EMF. Um, Absolutely. I, actually, I was watching a video, just you know, being curious. When I, right before or the other day, when I'm getting ready, I knew we were going to do this podcast, and I you know, just YouTubed it and got in. You know, I saw a video of um, a group that went there, and uh, they actually put a millimeter on. They were getting some weird spikes. They went down and put a millimeter actually on the railroad track itself, and you know, it was getting a good, it had a, a lot of EMF coming off that now, which is natural. And you take that and put the uh, overhead power lines and kind of converge those two. And you could be ripe for some explainable activity. I, I, I agreed. But, you know, high electricity lines can also make the paranormal come out. Right. They can feed off that. So, yeah. So you got that. Um, I, I, t I tell you, my my one of my spookiest experiences there. And it, this was back in the eighties. Mm -hmm. uh, I dropped off on the north face of the bridge, and then I went into the field to take underneath the bridge some pictures. And back then, I had a and really old fashioned camera. I had a one ten. And uh, for some reason, my 110 took great pictures. And uh, I got the film developed. I had a friend at a, a film developing place. And he said, uh, you got something weird on your picture. Now, at the time, I seen nothing. It's just because, you know, it was just a cool winter's day. No leaves on a tree, so you can have pretty view underneath, you know, the uh, the bridge. And uh, he goes, you have something in your picture that looks like a a blue-gray, in color, garden gnome. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And uh, so he goes, I actually blew it up. He goes, even though its head is looking, you know, it's pointing one way, his eyeballs or its eyeballs are looking at you. So... Um, Creepy. I, I mean, I referred it over to me as little boy blue. Now, do do I think it's a boy? No, I think it's inhuman. Okay. Yeah. So um, that's um, that's the only time I ever captured that. Right now, we know. You know, my personal thoughts on this bridge. I'm not big on haunted. Uh, how can I say this? Haunted attachments you know to objects like say the bridge per se i'm not big on saying it's the bridge that's haunted i'm a big believer in the area surrounding a certain point and that bridge just actually falls into that or like i said earlier maybe something was opened up intentionally or accidentally by somebody doing some darker stuff but we know that there has been a few deaths on the railroad track I know the railroad company has had um, an accident, which was a little bit further south from the bridge itself. But I think I've read as high, you know, they were estimating around 36 people have actually died in and around that railroad area right there, that where the bridge is. And that could play a mm -hmm. role because that does affect the atmosphere, atmosphere. That does can cause a lot of residual stuff because I know... Some of the stories is, you know, people have seen lights coming down the train, like 
or down the track like a train's coming, almost a, the phantom, mm-hmm. the phantom train, mm-hmm. which is my mind immediately jumps to a residual type haunting of maybe that train that was, I believe is there was an explosion on the train and that's what killed two people I know for sure. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know exactly how many people have passed away on that bridge or in that area, but I, there is, there has been some deaths of natural causes. Well, well, according to my research, it was years and years of research. Uh, the count was well over a hundred. Really? Yeah, and that was due to a lot of the, what they claim, uh, the Chinese immigrant workers to build the new line. Okay. So the the, the the original line is not exactly where the new line's at right now. Yeah, it's, uh, they moved it over a little. Now, up close to where I live, I believe it still is the old original line, and they tied those lines. Yes. They tied yes. the new part into this part where actually... I live, I mean, literally right down the street from the the actual railroad, the old part that's still there, that's still connected to this new part. Um, all I can say is I probably had over 35 to 40 experiences there. That would lead to me believe that there is intelligent, there's... Um, things that play back in time. Right. And then there's things from the more uh, sinister side. And so it, it sounds, I mean, from like I like what you've said and what I've kind of read about in my experiences or what I've been told throughout the years, because I was a teenager when um, I first learned of this bridge, it was you know a big to-do in this community, is... It, it, it has it all. It has possible residual, and it has some stuff that could have been manifested there by some people. Mm-hmm. You know, I know, I know Satanism and Satan worship, they are the catch-all. They get blamed for everything. So, it, especially back then, it didn't really, I was like, well, whatever. I didn't know any, I didn't really register about that because I didn't think about that stuff, at, you know, from 13, 14, 15, 16. I mean, I wasn't, I was ignorant to that kind of stuff. Now I know it's kind of, you know, it's possible. And it's, with my age and experience, I know it's probably, there probably was some people doing some, practicing some black magic or, you know, trying to open some portals and doing some ritual stuff. And that can, you know, really draw, you know, something there like a moth to a flame. You know, you know, to kind of add to that, um, speaking of that, is uh, my cousin and I, we went there back in the early 80s and uh, just happened, you know, back then, I just remember one farmhouse and you could you could park anywhere. Right. And uh, we parked the car and and uh, he told me that he seen three red robed figures go underneath the bridge. I didn't see that at the time because I was looking the other way. But, you know, I walked up there to where he said, and I seen them actually go underneath the bridge. And that's when we got out of there. Um, So, you know, there's used to be back in the days, funny handwriting or some type of writing underneath, which wasn't English, that's for sure. Right. So I I don't know exactly what it was. There could have been um, some dark symbols, you know. <clears throat> I don't remember. I remember there were, you know, some kind of symbol writing, you know, insignia type stuff. Mm-hmm. And thinking back now, it was probably you know something a little darker, not just random graffiti. But you know, I I've actually got pictures to back up the claims that I say. That's how good it is. That's, you know. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, next time, uh, you're going to have to dig those out and show them to me next time, you know, in a few weeks when we finally get out and maybe do a little I've, investigating. I've got tons of recordings to back up. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's the, the pictures just will blow your mind. Right. So, 
Now, now, do I believe it's haunted? Yeah. By what? I don't know. It, it, you know, it, it, it could be a cross of a whole bunch of things. And I'm sure the back in the days, the electricity lines, you right. know, above your head, mm-hmm. help or if you want to say helped out matters some more. Um, most people that I took there got a headache. And yeah. I think it's because of the high electricity lines. Very possible, yes. Um, but, um, you know, those were the days that I will always remember the bridge. You know, back the old the old gated top on top. And uh, it, it was a cool place to hang out at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... It, and it's kind of hard to describe it. It's changed a little bit, but it really hasn't changed all that much here lately. I mean, it's still kind of a creepy road at night. It's dark. There's there's more houses there, but they're not as um. It's not lined with houses. There's more houses there, and it's well, it's, it makes it almost impossible to actually uh, you know, actually, you know, stop and investigate anymore. And like I said earlier, the, it's a new bridge. They tore the old one down and put a new fancy one in. Do you think that has maybe uh, slowed it down or diminished some of the activity there? Because you don't really hear much about it anymore. Well, you don't hear about it much anymore because you can't really go there and do anything anymore. Right. Because they got basically the road is no parking here, no parking there. Right. Do not stop. You don't want to stop on that road now anyway because you'll just get run over. Uh, I I don't know. You can't go down, you know, you can't go down on the railroad tracks. Not like you're really supposed to anyway, but anyway. Right, yeah. Um, I mean, you can't can't do none of that. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe going there at 2 o'clock in the morning, somebody hopping out real quick, doing a quick EVP, I'm willing to do that. So I guarantee to pick me back up again. Right. Um, but... Um, you know, things change. Um, I was going to say something here and I forgot all the, uh, you were talking about the, the phantom train. Well, there's, there's been seen several times a phantom caboose. And one person claims that they were on the tracks and this phantom caboose came and it went right through them. Really? Yeah, they seem like the seats on the inside. Huh. Sort of like something out of the ghost ghost hunter. I mean, Ghostbusters. Right. Movie. Yeah, where you know they're actually looking inside the spirit train now, or whatever. How much do I throw into that? Not too much, right. actually. Yeah. So, um, but you know, it's possible. I mean, with that place, I think anything's possible. Um. I've got a real short story here. Since I've been doing a lot of investigating and I met, met a lot of people that have information mm-hmm. on the bridge, I actually got an invitation to meet up with a guy that used to run the Conrail trains when it used to be Conrail mm-hmm. back in the days. And uh, I went to his house and he told me about the bridge and he said, sit down, Sonny, I've got a story to tell you. So he said two of his, two of his buddies were in the, the train with him, and they were going southbound. And they were, uh, you know, approaching the bridge. And they all seen a guy dressed in old garb fabric that looked like he belonged in the late 1800s on the railroad, waving a red signal lantern. Hmm. They all seen this. Yeah. They stopped the train because that was... That means impending danger right. ahead on the line. So uh, they stopped the train. They got out and looked everywhere. Nothing. Really? So basically two miles south of the Screaming Bridge is where the accident happened. Right, yeah. So that could, so, that could have been, you know, a, a replay of what actually happened. You know, I'm sure at the time when that happened, they probably did send somebody down the uh, track a few miles too. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure of it. So you know, a, a replay in time 
you know, not anything they did at that time would have changed anything. Right. So, uh, I, 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 I do believe, honestly, there's a lot of replays in time, mm-hmm. but there's intelligent there as well. And of course, then there's the intelligent, not so good, good things right. there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, I'd be, I'd be interested to, you know, find out there. I just wonder if the people that are living in those houses that are, you know, adjacent to it or, you know, right there up and down either side of that bridge, you know, if they have experienced anything, I haven't heard anything. Nobody's, you know, reached out to me or, um, I haven't heard anybody talk about it or any stories of, you know, houses in that general area. Cause there are quite a few now. Um, yeah, there's quite a few now. Um, having some experience, you would think they might have some kind of, uh, activity going on there. Yeah, I I don't I don't know I've I never really talked to anybody there. Uh, right. Yeah, it's kind of it's one of those. It's kind of died out, and it's like I said, it's hard to picture it, but it is creepy at night. That area is it's especially back when I had my experience when I was in high school. It was dark. It was you know there yeah. was woods. It dark. was basically a road going through a middle of you know a forest almost. It seemed like, and you come across this windy bridge. And that was another thing that made it kind of scare, creepy, I should say, is you, you, if you're heading south on the road, you come to the bridge, you have to make a, you have to make a hard right and then a hard left off the bridge, mm-hmm. and you know because mm-hmm. the road was on either side of the track or either side of the tracks and it connected the two roads essentially, and it was a hard right and then a hard left, so you know if you're going down there a pretty good stretch or pretty good speed, it wouldn't take much to end up on the tracks. Especially the old bridge, which just had those little guardrails on it. Well, you, you know, one of, one of the bigger hidden stories, okay? Now, whether or not this is true, but I will show you a picture once I find it, mm-hmm. and then you can decide for yourself. Um, was the, uh, well, I call it a stage coach robbery, but it was actually a bank robbery. But the stagecoach, with its horses, mm-hmm. actually, uh, what, what uh, you know, at that time, the railroad wasn't there. They were grading it. So um, all I can say is, uh, once you look at a picture, then we can go on with the story. Right. Okay. Right. Sorry, I got to be a, a tease about this. That's all but, right. I'll I'll look uh, at it. You know, you have to decide for yourself, and then you know you can do another little bonus thing about that. Right. Uh, but that's that's one one of many groovy pictures I have. Uh, the only added uh, thing that most people don't know there was somebody. Um almost directly underneath the bridge, got its leg mangled. Really? So, yeah, the foot got somehow caught, mm-hmm. and then the train just about took his leg off. It ran over it. I would, I'm kind of shocked it didn't take it clean off. Yeah, well, it, it almost took it completely clean off, yes. Not quite. Right. That's... But... um and that, that that that's another one that um, you have to look at the picture. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, that kind of activity. I mean, when something like that happens, you have the. It's almost like a perfect storm, in my opinion. Oh yeah. You know, you have the accident, and I'm. I've read that there was possible other accidents there as well. You know, there's an explosion. I think the explosion was down the one we were talking about earlier, two miles, two or three right. miles down the road. Right. But you have that the, that gentleman losing or you know having being hit by a train or almost losing his leg over it. That stuff does imprint on that environment and can have, you know, any kind of traumatic event can have that effect and change the environment. And maybe you have those tension wires and the electricity field around that place can I hate to say it and I hate to use the word but open a portal 
I, I, I do believe there's a portal there. Yeah, it's almost like a perfect storm of everything. And then I've, I've kind of looked into this. I've been thinking about this, reading up on it a little bit. And I haven't done an episode on it, but, you know, manifestation, people, that legend, you know, has grown. And as it grows, it takes its own life. We consciously put energy into it. And mm-hmm. that can add to making maybe something opening up there even easier. And you, so you have all these stories, you have all this, because I know when I had my experience, that scared the crap out of me, you know, when you, you know, at that time, and you have three or four guys, you know, basically scared, you know, scared to death They're in the middle, you know, it was pitch black dark because the power and everything went off. Lights were off as well, you know, trying to push that car, you know, on the other side of the bridge. And my plan was to, if it didn't start, you know, it was a standard. I was, and it had a little bit of a downgrade. I was just going to pop the clutch and get her going and get the hell out of there. But, you know, it's all that, that energy could actually feed that whatever is there. And then the tension wires and just the history and the stories being told, the thought of it being, you know, a place, a scary place and creepy place. And then if you do have some people doing, practicing something, you know, a little darker or worshiping Satan or occult practices of some sort, it could, it, I'd have to say that's probably the closest thing to a portal that I probably have come, would would have come across. You, you know, uh, uh, the, the greatest thing that, that so far has been seen there, or the most often, should I say, is, uh, Black hooded figures, Man. not small. These would be in excess of seven foot tall. Damn. So, uh, red, red and white balls of light uh, up in the trees. Now, that may have something to do with the electricity lines. Very true. Yes. So, uh, I mean, a lot of energy. Uh, Accidents, shootings, there were shootings on the bridge. I don't know if you know about this. Some I, more recent. Yeah, I, I have heard, you know, it was in the midnight or late 80s, early 90s, right about the time I had my experience, I think. Yeah, something like that. They, so somebody was playing chicken, and, and even back into the middle to late 1990s, it happened again. Yeah. And I believe there was and, even another murder just right down, not too far away, from, not down south, you know, in a house that I believe backs up to that bridge or to the, the railroad tracks, you know, almost between there mm-hmm. and where that accident happens. Um, you know, you'll, you know, nobody listening or watching will under, know what I'm talking about, but it was between where Mod used in Cincinnati. Is the south end of Mod Hughes right before you know, mm-hmm. it turns into Cincinnati Dayton Road, which is the railroad track that runs right there. And there was a murder right there. I mean, that was in the 80s. That might have been in the mid-90s. But uh, there's been a few murders right in that general area. And let's, and let's be honest, Westchester and Liberty Township is not murder capital of the world. No. You know, no. You know. I, I just, you know, you know for me... I would have to put a, a stamp on it as haunted, but you know, with exceptions. Right. I mean, I can and see those exceptions. You know, would be the the you know the more deeper you know usually hooded figures is usually not good. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's never a good sign if you see hooded figures. And that means tuck your tail and run. Or yeah. Or you better have so, be strong-willed. Um, you know, I don't... I mean, this that's what's frustrating about this particular location because it fits and is so similar to multiple locations throughout the country and even the world. But there is some legitimate questions. So, I mean, yes, it's an urban legend, which most... I hate to be the one to tell everybody this, but most urban legends, there are they come from some sort of truth. There's some truth. They got started somewhere. Now, over time, they get blown up and get expanded on in the old telephone game where you tell one person, you know, it does, you know, I caught a fish this big kind of thing. But 
you know, there's there's so much reported activity, and it's been investigated. Like not not here, not anymore, but it has been investigated in the past. And they people have found some interesting anomalies. You have those pictures, and you know you've had your experiences there. You've know people with other experiences there, and you know you've been with people that have had experiences there, and it's. It's it's almost frustrating. I'd like to be able to put it in one category or the other, but it rides the fence. It has its feet in both sides of it. I I I think I have to agree with you there. Really, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's 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 not strictly a a true haunting, or you know, or a true urban legend. Right. I mean, it, it's like on the fence. Right. So um, I mean. I've got so much evidence that um, would would suggest for me it's it's a mixed emotion place. It's a it's a very high emotional place. So if you got if your emotions get bothered or irritated real uh, quickly, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go there, right? Because uh, it, it's going to feed on on that, and you know. At least back in the days with electricity lines really close, it would, you know, you know, maybe tend to make you see things that you normally wouldn't see. But when you have pictures backing up that, you're not seeing it because you can't transfer that back over to a picture. And if you can, I really want to see that. Now, did you have in the way when you've investigated there now, I know you said it was back in in the eighties, nineties. What kind of equipment did you use? Did you use you know digital recorders? Did you was was a spirit box an even thing back then, or was it just still photography and or any kind of motion camera or anything? I, and no motion camera. I used strictly one ten, and then I did use. Uh, uh, high speed, uh, black and white on 35. Um, I, I generally believe it or not use my 110 because for some reason I got the lucky 110 that actually shot good pictures. Right. I mean, um, I've used my EMF multiple times. I've used something called a ELF, uh, which is kind of similar. Um, and at that time I also had a micro cassette recorder and a digital recorder, but mostly they're on the micro cassette because, you know, my thinking, I think a little different than most people, uh, I believe something with the magnetic tape, you tend to get a better response, even though you'll have that what we call a wow and hiss factor. Right, yeah. But if you can just, you know, listen to it and, you know, block that out, then you're like, huh, wow, it sounds really good. Yeah. So uh, eventually I'll have to get those all transferred over. Right. And then have you listen to them. And then we can do another whole segment on new information that you've seen and heard. Right. Yeah. I'd love to see those. Um, do a follow up on this. The, uh, w- w- one of the other most particular, I know time's running out particular story. Um, uh, it was about two o'clock in the morning and we could sort of park because it wasn't, uh, you know, as bad as it is now. Uh, me and a buddy, we went out, parked the car, walked down, and then we decided to just walk, you know, part of the old original narrow gauge line uh, before they moved it over. And then eventually, you know, cross the bridge and get in the vehicles and go. So we were walking and I, we heard this with her ears as well. It sounded like either somebody behind us walking with, Spurs on, okay, yeah. on on the blacktop, which back in the days I'm sure it was not blacktop. Right. It was it was dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I I asked my friend Danny, I said, do you got any change in your pocket or, or anything jiggling around? He's like, no. Here, I'll show you the pockets. I mean, got the flashlight, the little flashlight out, shows me his pockets, nothing. Nothing in there. We walk again, and we hear that same noise. And, uh, you know, to me, it sounded like spurs, okay? But I was wrong. So got this friend over in California. She does Western shows for, you know, for a living. Yeah. And uh, I I played that for her, and she's like, well, that's not spurs. I know exactly what that is. So she gets the prop. And she does that. I, I didn't know what it was at the time. And she goes, this is exactly what it sounds like. I said, yeah. She goes, somebody was spinning an old revolver. Yeah. The barrel. Wow. Because of that clicking noise. Now, now, you, now, you said this was dark in, at night? It or? was 2 a.m. in the morning. Yes. Pitch black on that road. Well, I hate to be the one to tell you back then. You know, it was a farm, you know, Liberty Township was a farming town. It could have been somebody behind you just wondering what the hell you were doing with a revolver. <laughs> Liberty Township, they didn't play around. A bunch of good old boys back then. You know, well, it, it, it was somebody that wasn't, that we did not see. So, uh, you know, that, that, that I will never forget. I actually have a recording of that on one of my micro cassette recorders. Everything's marked. I just got to get out my old micro micro cassette recorder. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's I mean that I mean that's kind of interesting to that uh, that particular sound because you know it's not really uh, you know uh, you know common. I mean, yes, there's guns up in this yeah. area, but I mean it's not like it was a a war, you know, a battlefield or anything or a cowboy town to where, you know, that would kind of, it's not tombstone, you know, where that kind of. Yeah, it's, kind of it, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not tombstone, but they, you know, from what, what people I did talk to, yeah, they had guns like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, back in a certain time period. Right. Um, but it wasn't real common. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't like the wild west. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I mean, I just, you know, like the train whistle at this particular location or even the screaming or whatever, the baby crying or whatever. I get that and I understand that. But, you know, and even, you know, if, you know, what's your original thought of it being, you know, Spurs, you know, I'm sure, you know, this was a, you know, farming, you know, people would would have wore Spurs a little bit more than just, you know, you know, going with a six shooter on their hip. Well, just to tell you to make this story even a little more interesting for you, we had a recorder going at the same time. Oh. Not only that you hear a barrel moving around, there's a man's voice in there, real gruff sounding. Really? Saying something. And uh, you will definitely have to hear that recording because it's going to send some more chills down your spine. Oh, I, we're definitely going to have to, uh, you're going to have to dig that out. And when we go, uh, you know, over to, I think we're going, what, next, not this weekend, next weekend, hopefully. Next weekend, Barring yeah. the weather to hit some of these tunnels that we've been to. You know, I've done an episode in the past. Take some people out there. Hopefully you can find that and we can kind of listen to that, that that week. Or, you know, September or whatever when we head out you know, head out a little bit on our journey to hit that haunted place. Uh, we have a few hours in the car. We can listen to it. Yeah, that's fine. Then that's we'll fine. definitely come back and do a recap of this, um, of this show again. Cause you know, I'm, I really wish, you know, we could get down there and, you know, just experience it again, you know, but unfortunately the way this area has grown up, and has boomed, it'll probably never be that way again unless you want to break the law and walk on the tracks. And I've been, yeah. I've seen those tracks. I've traveled, you know, I travel in that area all the time. You don't want to be caught walking on most of that area on the track, on the track, because mm-hmm. there's no, there's not a lot of room to the right and the left. 
So, you know, all I can say is I had uh, good experiences there. I have lots of evidence. I've got lots of pictures to prove with the evidence. Um, it, it was a very good place back in the days. Uh, it creeped the blank out of me. <laughs> so, um, but I came back for more. So, uh, you know, all I can say is pictures with evidence is even better. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We got uh, Roberts on watching from the Cincinnati. Yeah, sp speaking of Robert, yeah, he, he's been there before, he's been too. There. Matter of fact, Robert was in the video that I was talking about earlier. Um, he could shine some light onto the situation. Yeah, yeah well, let me see if we can get... I mean, I know it's dead air here, but I'm trying to type. I'm not very good at this. I, I need a producer is what I need to do this for me. <laughs> um, yeah, but he... I, the video um, I was talking about where uh, they put the mail meter on... That was, I don't think it was a Ghost Seekers, his group. No, it was another one. Yeah. But... uh. Yeah, but he was on the video. Yeah, that, and that's one of the better ones that uh, videos that I saw of that place. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 almost so frustrating that place is kind of because I want to say it's an urban legend, but I had my experience there. You have all this evidence there, you know, in just the perfect storm of possible dark magic being practiced there, and the tragedy that has happened there or in the general area, the power lines, the EMF that's floating all around that place, the, ch it, the electric, the atmosphere is charged there. There is something going on there. So I have to take it out of that urban legend category. I mean, I, I wish to God that there wasn't so many screaming bridges throughout the country and the world. That way, you know, it would, wouldn't cloudy the waters you know, make it muddy, and you know we got so much to navigate. But there, yeah, Robert has some EVPs there. Looks like. Well, and I know Robert is talking about. We're going to have Robert on the podcast here next month, I think. If I remember, yeah, I think next month, and maybe we'll talk. We're gonna maybe we'll talk a little bit about Screaming Bridge when he comes on. But I think we have something else planned. But we can always dive into that. Um, but it's just a perfect storm and. I don't. I just don't know what to think. Yeah, he, Robert's talking about the ball of light that you kind of talked about earlier, Frankie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a it's almost frustrating that it. Like I said, it's I don't. I just don't know what to make of it. I wish now that I am a little bit more knowledgeable in the paranormal, I could go back there and um do a little investigation. I would love to find out who lives in those houses and. Trying to make friends and see if we can get there, but it's just you know it's just it's a shame that we can't investigate that place now, where it's so difficult to get in there. And if you park anywhere, you know you got about five minutes before somebody comes out. <laughs> then you might yeah. hear, then you might hear that revolver really clicking. Yeah, <laughs> the, the modern day one. Yeah, um, but you know, so it's it's just one of those things that. It's going to have to stay a legend because nobody can really prove or disprove it at this point anymore. So now we just have the stories and hopefully, you know, have your evidence. And it sounds like Robert's got some evidence. Um, well, I, I, I think when you hear both of our evidences that you will begin to steer more toward haunted with exceptions. Right. Yeah. I mean, but you know me. I'm always I always go skeptical first. You know, it has. I need a ghost to come up and grab my ass for me to say, okay, it's 100% a ghost. You know, I'm always looking for that rational explanation and that rational, you know, I always say I'm a skeptical believer. Um, I believe in the paranormal. I believe that it's very possible that that bridge is haunted and that bridge is super active. That whole area is super active. But I haven't, my experience there isn't conclusive. And it could have been a mechanical, you know, like in the car, a mechanical problem with the car. 
And it just so happened as soon as we got it off the bridge, fired right up. So it's not, I can't put it paranormal. I mean, it lines up perfectly what I was told, what I had heard over the years. It lines up perfectly. And that's what caused me to, you know, have to go home and change my underwear. You know, I, I, I can't I can't quite wrap around that it's completely paranormal. Right. Um, most of the uh, activity that I've gotten uh, seems to be I, you know, I'm not saying I've been threatened, which I haven't, but would be more on the threatening side versus over a ghost. I, I, I can't even say that there's ghosts there. But, you know, I mean, I, I'm just, you know, what evidence that I have, okay, I've got a man, it's clearly a man. Right. It may be human, it may be inhuman. I don't know. I don't want to know. Um, I've got a, a revolver spinning around, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cartridge. And that's that. I've got pictures. I've got audio. Uh, a lot of gruffness comes out in those as well. I mean, like a real, the, you know, like, Right, yeah. Like John Wayne type material on the voice, the the, the more low, the low and deep. Right. Um, and you know, um, the 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 stagecoach robbery, um, black figures. Um, I haven't had so much anything white figures. I've had one white figure. But one of the most bizarre pictures I've got is uh, a bunch of us went one day, and uh, this could be filled in, of course, once you look at the picture and do your judgment on it, on how something can be bright in a completely dark location underneath a bridge and come out of my head is uh, something uh, totally different. But anyway... Uh, my sister-in-law um, and and my mom back at that time on the picture I have a party streamer coming out of my head and going underneath the bridge in the dark yeah. it's all in the dark but the party streamer is not dark right yeah it, it's lit up and uh, is it a real party streamer no so um that point in time, I lost 30 minutes. They told me I, st- I stood there motionless. Hmm. And, and they would ask me questions, and I never responded. Really? Because I don't remember them asking me any questions. And that was a day that we have the weird bridge that doesn't exist. Uh, where the railroad track is, that means the road, the Tylersville Road, would would actually went on top of the bridge, and the railroad would have went underneath. Okay, yeah. So no record of that, but what's actually in front of the bridge is what blows me away, and. I'm not going to even discuss that. No, not now. You're teasing us. <laughs> you're just going to have to wait to the next show. Okay. Well, you, you better give us the info next show. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. <laughs> All right. You'll be, you'll you'll be more than excited. All right. Well, I think we've covered this. You know, I, I like I said, I don't know. I really think there's something going on there. And it's just a shame we can't get in there now to maybe even since technology has improved since, you know, the 80s and 90s. Um, I haven't heard of anybody doing a spirit box session there. I'm sure maybe Robert has done one and he can uh, chime in or send me an email. Let me know if he's done an actual spirit box, because I think that would be interesting to see if you could get something on the spirit box down there and get some interesting responses and maybe get some answers. But, you know, we'll... 
check. You get those all those uh, pictures. And let me take a look at them, and then we'll come back and do it again. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I think that is going to wrap up this episode. Um, thanks for everybody that joined in on the live stream. Now, generally the live streams are on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock, but last night um, I had a ghost in the... Apparently my computer was haunted or Facebook did not like me because it would not let my uh, webcam to do the live stream wouldn't recognize it. And I was just, I think at one point I had it on. No, we have not been to uh, that cemetery. We'll have to talk about that when, when coming up. But the, uh, uh, the webcam would not come on. So me and Frankie sat there and talked for an hour while I was trying to screw around with that. So if you want to join in on the live streams and interact with me or ask a question, or if you have some insight, join me at facebook.com slash ghost in the night, all grouped together. If you're listening to this through the regular podcast feed, either on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, any platform that you listen to podcasts, be sure to uh, subscribe to the podcast. That way you know when we're coming at you. Generally, I... Uh, post these like this episode will be posted on thursday or friday um i do the live stream on tuesdays so remember it's tuesdays from now on or unless there's a major malfunction like last night but even if i do an interview it's not like this and i have to record it another date i will probably still come on tuesdays at 10 record a little bit and maybe even just play it for the people on the live stream that come in and watch i i'm sure i could do that i I'm, I got the technology. Um, but I will plan on every Tuesday going live and recording these episodes. Now, I do put out some bonus material. I put out a bonus episode over the weekend, I think. Maybe Saturday or Sunday. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Follow me on Twitter at night underscore ghost. If you have a question, you have a comment, or you have a story you want to tell on the podcast or want me to tell on the podcast, send me an email at GITN podcast at gmail.com. I always follow me on Facebook go at ghost of the night, subscribe to the YouTube channel. There'll be a YouTube video of every episode, including this one and future episodes. And plus I do do some bonus episodes, head on over to the website. If you want to comment there, it's a good place to do it. Each episode has its own little page. That's ghostinthenight.com. I think that's about it. Thank you for joining me, the people that joined in. If you have listened, Robert has done a spirit box there. I'll be interested to uh, get his uh, hear what he has to say about it. Um, oh, that reminds me. Robert, if you're still on, did you get those pictures I sent you? I meant to send you an email and uh, ask if you got them. I sent them out over the Saturday. Sorry. I know people are listening saying, what the hell is he talking about? Um, but... Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel. And be sure to join in live on Tuesdays at 10 o'clock for these live streams. Thank you, Frankie, for coming on. I appreciate it. We'll do it again. And hopefully... Hey, hey thanks for having me. Hey, not a problem. And hopefully on um, the weekend of the 6th, we will go uh, see if we can get some more activity. That sounds good with me. Get out of the house a little bit. But, <laughs> That's the truth of it. But, you know, you got to wear a mask. I don't want Bigfoot to get coronavirus. That, that's right. Yeah, because, you know, we all we need to worry about Bigfoot getting coronavirus. All right, Frankie, thank you for coming on. And everybody, we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.
Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it.